This is Space Cats Peace Turtles, the unofficial podcast for Fantasy Flight's Twilight Imperium. Episode 82, Gen Con Signups and Monuments with Blarknob. Music by Ben Prunty, featuring Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson. I love that we have you back, Knob Daddy, a year, like an exact year later. And I realize as long <laughs> as this show goes, there's going to be that special May-ish, like, Knob Daddy <laughs> episode where we all meet back, the three of us. Yeah, it'll be the Knobiversary. Yeah, the Knobiversary. Oh, my God. <laughs> So where here's what I, I want to start the show. We're, we're yeah we're joined. You've already heard his voice. We're joined by uh, Blark Knob, and uh, Blark Knob. Why why did your mother name you Knob Daddy? What a strange decision by her. I've never understood. She it. she was on something. It was uh, <laughs> it's a rough day. Uh, we've got Blark Knob on the show today because we got to talk about Gen Con. Uh, even though Gen Con is months away, mm-hmm. um, right? So I am super excited because this weekend. Uh, the event signups for Gen Con events go up, which means if you want to get into the tournament, you got to jump on that like literally as soon as possible this right. Sunday. Yeah, That's right. How, how, how quickly did it sell out last year? It was like... It was definitely in the first day. I don't remember how many hours it took or if it was even counted in hours, but it was very fast. Yeah. It was very fast It was fast very, very fast. Uh, and we can only assume TI4 has gotten bigger and there are going to be more people looking. Yeah, as it crawls uh, up that BGG games. list, right? Yeah, and we're number nine as of this recording. Number nine on the uh, top board games. That's pretty cool. But uh, So today we're going to walk through what Gen Con kind of looks like for people that are planning to go. Um, but also it's going to be some information about how Blarknob runs his tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that maybe if you are other tournament organizers in different areas want to kind of mimic his style. Uh, you'll have that information to do that. Uh, so hopefully a little a little bit for, for everybody. We'll also just talk about um, uh, more generic stuff about Gen Con beyond just the, uh, the tournament itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so lots to cover, but the reason we're doing this is because this weekend is when you have to sign up and we want you to be able to get in there. So Blarknob, give us the details. Give us those deets on when exactly people need to be at their computer at the ready to hit that sign up button. All right, so Gen, Ken, Gen Con's event registration is May 19th at uh, noon Eastern time. Now, if you think you just log into the website at noon and hit register, that's not what you want to do. You want to do what's called a wish list on Gen Con's event registration system. Yeah. So right now they have their event listing open. You can go find events. Uh, if you want to find our event, might be hard to find it by typing in Twilight Imperium. <laughs> you actually want to type in just the word Twilight for whatever reason Gen Con's search yeah. doesn't work with multi-words very well. It's Weird. the worst. You can't just, just we're going to talk about our event a little bit too. We, we mm-hmm. Space Cats Peace Rules is going to have an event, but you cannot type Space Cats and find our event. But for some reason, if you type Peace Turtles, it works. Yes. <laughs> so inexplicably, good luck trying to find all of these different events we're going to tell you to look up. Yeah. But <laughs> So the, the event registration search is a little weird. You can find our events by searching just Twilight or by searching for Rogue Judges. That's the greater organization that runs our events. Uh, so 
You can find them that way. The qualifying rounds are Thursday and Friday at 8 a.m. Uh, don't sign up for Bright both. And early. Yeah, don't sign up for both. <laughs> Just sign up for one. Bright and early. We get an early start so we can actually finish. Uh, if you add those to your wish list in the Gen Con event registration system, you'll be ready for registration. Then when that day comes, you click process wish list and it'll automatically queue you for tickets for that event. Now that doesn't guarantee you're going to get a ticket, but it gets you in that queue quickly. Yeah. Yeah. It's the fastest way to, to kind of get yourself in the sign up queue. Um, so yeah, Thursday, Friday, 8 a.m. Look for those events. Um, and uh, so let's kind of walk through the, the tournament itself, too. Mm -hmm. You say 8 a.m. How tight is that window, and what, is, what does that kind of look like on your guys' end? Yeah, so we, we start the games at 8 a.m., so you want to arrive to the event prior to that. Uh, if it's time to start and registered ticket holders aren't there, we'll accept generic tickets to fill the seats. Um, and we start promptly on time because we have a six-hour window for each qualifying round. That means the yeah. game has to finish in six hours. If we hit that six-hour mark, we call time. The game ends right there, and we go we go to Imperium Rex tiebreakers. Yeah, which is is crazy. Uh, it, yeah. it adds a whole new level to the game, to the game. Last year, I will say, last year we only saw one game come down to the wire. Yeah, it was only one. Yeah, but you felt it in that game. You mm -hmm. felt the like. I mean, the per you know, a player who won, you you basically could say part of the reason they won was like someone else made a mistake because they were rushing their decision. Now you could always make that case. I've made that case against myself when I'm whining about mm -hmm. losing. It's because I had to rush a decision. Wah, wah, wah. But we we really did see it. So it's it's really important to be playing fairly fast. And I know you and your moderating team are going to be kind of on. You, you've got your Blark hammer out and you're going to be banging <laughs> the gavel, the yeah. knob gavel. Yeah. We <laughs> We try not to like <laughs> we try not to like force players along, but we move the game along at a steady pace. Uh, you might think we're crazy for trying to fit these games into six hours, but almost none of them actually go to that time limit. Right. Uh, back in the TI three days, we had a championship finish in uh, under four hours. It was like three hours and fifteen minutes, wow. yeah. which was just amazing. That was an eight-player final as well because we had eight-player support in TI three. Um, yeah, but we, we move the players along. Each game has a dedicated game master. Uh, they will you know, announce timing windows. They'll walk through some of the phases. They'll keep players on top of things. So you try to avoid the whose turn is it moments. Yeah, uh, right, right. I will say this. I, I, I just want to say if anybody is listening to this and feeling a little like, oh, this sounds like... Oh, this sounds kind of tense. Like I'm gonna have to get all of this Twilight Imperium done so quickly. <laughs> uh, we 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 watched every game uh, and recorded every game last year. Uh, yep. And I you can't I, prove I, that. Oh, well, oh, okay. Well, we that is true that we did do that. Uh, and none of them felt rushed, in my opinion. No, not, as far not. as the moderating no. goes, like everything right. just moves at a very smooth, solid pace. Yeah, and so even within player discussion and stuff. Because the thing is, too, especially for... I think there's plenty of people that, like, have gotten used to playing on Tabletop Simulator. Yeah. And, and the game, like, audibly moves slower. Like, talking right. to each other moves right. so much slower. And so, for some people, maybe you're coming and, you're, and you've only played Tabletop Simulator. I don't know how many people that's true for. But it moves so much faster when it is in person with a moderator. Like, right. it, I, I yeah. can't overstate how fast it moves when a moderator is kind of just like, you're always just there checking little things while the player's just 
kind of boogie along. I mean, it really just goes and goes and goes. So it's it's a really great um, pace that gets set. Yeah, we've got we've got a few objectives we set for ourselves as moderators. You know, we want the game to move on in a timely manner. Uh, we want to make sure the game state is accurate, and we want to make sure everyone has a good time. Right. Uh, and you know, we we also try our our hardest to avoid any kind of coaching situations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we're not going to make any decisions for players. We're not going to. You know, we're going to try not to point out the good play, even it though is, it's there. It is eerily, <laughs> it is eerily difficult it really <laughs> to do is. that as a moderator. It's really no. hard to like, especially what I found in in our tournament was indicating whether or not someone can and if they should fire PDS shots. Yeah, that's that the, was like that's the toughest the, it's one. It's like this web of horrible just circumstance where you're like, I don't know what I'm supposed to tell you, but you need to do something in this timing window, whether it's a yes or a no. Yeah. I don't know how to tell you. Yeah, the PDS timing window is hard. Uh, the sabotage timing window is always kind of mm-hmm. hard. Right. Because it's like, okay, it's the sabotage timing window. Yeah, I tried to just like at the start of a game be like, listen, if you want to do a sabotage, you got to... You, you got to shout it out now. Obviously, that's even worse on TTS because people. Yeah. Like, it's really easy to talk over each other, but in person, hopefully, it's pretty easy for someone to just kind of like pop their hand up and like, "Hey, I've I've got a thing. I'm gonna do a thing." Yeah. Um, but but, but all that being said, it's it's certainly I think um, smoother. I won't say easier to moderate in person, but it is smoother to moderate in person. You have the advantage of eye contact and facial expressions right, and right. everything that comes <laughs> with in person interactions. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right, like that—that's the that's toughest part for me about TTS is you lose all of that. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so, so there's three games on Thursday and three games on Friday. That's for the right. Tournament, and the, so that the, means the event will look like it's all the tickets for three different games. So that's 18 tickets yeah, per right. day, but we'll split Which is only, everyone only, up. So, so what you're telling me, Blarknob, is that only 36 people at Gen Con are allowed to play Twilight Imperium. Yep, that's it. There's no other that's Twilight <laughs> Imperium. <laughs> no, no, of course not. Uh, so this year we're also running several casual events. Uh, so we're going to have three on Thursday and three on Friday at 4 o'clock. Uh, they kind of appear the same way with the 18 slots. And uh, we're just going to do casual games. Uh, I'm also going to offer up the option for those casual games to play my homebrew uh, monuments expansion in it. And then uh, at the very least, the winner of that game will receive a nice printed copy of the monuments expansion. Uh, And go over that in a bit. Um, I want to talk about monuments more in a minute, but first I kind of want to make sure uh, people listening to this show that are going to Gen Con and are interested in TI are, are fully aware of the two different types of games going on and, yeah. and to be because we I think what we saw last year and I know what you've seen in many years is a lot of people see a TI event and they just sign up for it because they want to play TI well, yeah. they just want to play yeah, yeah. Um, and so I, I want to encourage people where if, if they're not looking for that kind of rushed diehard competitive experience of TI to definitely do the casual games because mm-hmm. honestly I'm looking forward to even just like coming and chilling by some of the casual games to see how they how they go because I feel like they're going to be a lot more fun uh, just by virtue of I don't know be, being casual and being people just you know coming to hang out and play TI are those timed as well are those six hour events or are those yeah we do open? we do only have the table for so long right uh, and that's just that's just a reality of the convention. Right. Yes. We don't have uh, 
the table <laughs> for the whole yeah, day. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they are timed, but but even still, even with that, it's it's. I mean, I'll be honest here. I I wouldn't want to not have a timed experience because at Gen Con, th there's actually quite a lot to do. So it's nice yes. to set yourself a limit on because you could just sit there and play TI all day, uh, and and lose track of you know of your schedule but like yeah i encourage people to do a lot of other stuff at gen yeah you could play really you a could be big convention you could play one game the whole weekend uh i know when i first started going to gen con all i did was play magic the whole time for four, <laughs> four days i would just play magic the gathering and you can do that but you learn that there's a whole lot going on at the convention and there's a ton right. to do uh so i think it's a big ask to have our players play two rounds of twilight in the weekend yeah, yeah. uh so asking for more than that, uh, but there's there's a ton to do, and you're welcome at our tables. I know there's actually another organizer with some yeah. Twilight Imperium events that I saw, yeah. where he's I actually up there. he's integrating some options from TI3 into the game, which looks fascinating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so those are well, there. That's the, that's the fun of any <laughs> of the casual events that happen at Gen Con is even with almost any game, there's someone out there hosting some game where it's like, wait, what did you do to it? Like there's so many Game of Thrones board game events where they oh, yeah. like have the craziest board I've ever seen. Oh yeah. Being absolutely blown away by that, like hand painted wooden huge tables and Yeah, I got just, I got I, to play on one of those. All kinds of crazy stuff. You did? Yeah. It was really cool. I know for uh, several years there was a guy who ran a 16-player TI3 game. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it was madness. Yeah. Um, well, so let's let's get that. We're going to come back to the topic of uh, the tournament. We're going to get into a little bit more nitty-gritty. Here, wait, real, real quick before before ooh, we move ooh, forward. I just wanted what? to go ahead and throw this out there because as we're talking about these casual games and talking about um, like, like the fact that you're going to be playing Monuments there, I yep. kind of like I don't know even what me and Matt's Gen Con schedule is at this point. Yeah. But I think I'm gonna get a ticket to the Friday at four PM game, Matt, and I'm wondering if you right. would also try and do that. Now that that being said, it would be a very tentative ticket because I don't know like I don't know what's gonna happen to yeah, us. Yeah, you you'll you'll have Friday. to you'll have to pray to the Gen Con gods about that. Right? Uh, yeah, I know I know Thursday there's no way we could do that because no. that will be in the middle of our event. Mm -hmm. But Friday, what do you think, Matt? What do you say about uh, that? Maybe. I would hate to take tickets away from other people. That's how uh, I feel about these things. But well, you know you know what could be fun? And this is something, because Hunter just sprung this on me, this is something we'll, we'll be coming up with more. But what could also be fun is to record a second game, which is if Hunter gets in the game, we get to record a POV game from Hunter's perspective. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. Where Hunter shows us his cards and all this information, and we get to we get go. little deets that would about be funny. his game. I like we'll it. see. I like we'll see it. what it all looks like. But sounds like Hunter's going to try to play. I, w I want to. I want those monuments. That's the thing is, I want to. I want to. I want to win the prize. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're pretty uh, cool. Well, Larknob, walk us through monuments because we kind of teased them in our uh, expansion wish list stuff. But I, yeah. I feel like you're going to obviously do way better justice to what what monuments really are. Yeah. Okay. So uh, when my group at home, when we were first playing TI4, uh, we really thought that construction wasn't the most powerful strategy card and i, and I think yeah. i think that's a pretty good consensus like it's obviously not the worst one uh but it doesn't get picked all that often and i wanted to it, <laughs> it has no wow factor yeah this is the main thing even when it's good it's like yeah it's fine i could get two more pds that seems great but it's not fun or cool exactly right? exactly and so i i started brainstorming ways to make construction cool uh 
And the first thing I came up with uh, was essentially a flagship of structures. So you've got ships in TI, and then you've got your flagship, the one faction unique ability ship. Mm -hmm. You've got structures, PDS space dock. It's not, there's a lot of space to explore there, so I figured I could design a faction-specific uh, monument for every faction. Um, I also wanted to encourage some territorial play. So all the monuments, right. they have a restriction on placement. So normally structures can just go on whatever planet you control, but the monument has a specific restriction. So it can go on cultural or hazardous uh, mm -hmm. or Mechadel Rex, or it has restrictions based on tech specialties. So there's a lot of territorial play there, and then all the monuments have some big superpower. So the yeah. idea is you flip the primary of construction, and you can only get them with the primary, not the secondary. Mm -hmm. So it really encourages people to take the card. So in addition to the normal structures you get from construction, you can place your monument. And you only have one, but you can place it on one of your planets as long as it meets the qualification. Right. And then you, you get an additional superpower. Uh, so some of the examples. We've got things like the Arborek. The fighters in your monument system have production one. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's some there's some that are a little more straightforward. Things like uh, the uh, Sardak Nor. All your units in that system and adjacent ones get an additional plus one in combat. So it makes it even stronger. Very easy to have auto hit war suns. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I, I played an early build of monuments mm -hmm. and the one thing I remember being my, my kind of favorite thing about it is you took it also as an opportunity to sort of make an attempt to balance the factions some by yeah. giving things like people say Jolnar and Soul are these really good factions so you gave them somewhat lackluster monuments and mm -hmm. then people like Winu and Muat you gave these pretty like amazing monuments to yeah tell me yeah. Uh, i played with the muat one and i i need you to speak the words of what the muat one does because it's, dis <laughs> All right. it's disgusting <laughs> yeah so i did take the take the opportunity to try to add a little more faction balance uh and the muat one in particular is a big buff it <laughs> it turns the system the monument is in into a supernova so <laughs> Which means nobody else can ever enter that. So is That's there, right. I'm, I'm trying to remember from our game, but we we're trying to figure out, is there then any way to take those planets at all for anyone ever? So without any additional expansion action cards, uh, there's one agenda that can kill all the units on a planet. Right. That would then remove the monument. Oh, right, right. Yep. Uh, I do have yeah. some monument specific action cards and agendas that I've added that uh, work with monuments so it's kind of a safety valve in case any of them are really bad so there's a card right. there's a card that lets you destroy a monument uh, gotcha. and then I've also got some objectives that are based on structures to kind of encourage players to use their monument uh, a secret objective for having it a secret objective for destroying one things yeah, like that that's very cool what i what i loved about them was the fact that they are structures make them a really really interesting balance it could be like a person could easily look at like that muat one and say that's absolutely ridiculous but mm -hmm. the fact that you are limited to placing it on really specific planet types yeah. in some slices you only have like one realistic option and you have to put it there and 
depending on what it is, that that balance, like I played as the Mentac in the game that I played with Monuments, and their monument has a lot to do with adjacency, but because of where I had to put my monument, I didn't get to control who was adjacent to me hardly at all, which like kind of auto-balanced itself out because it's yeah. like, I don't get to move this thing wherever I want. It's not like a flagship where I can be aggressive with it. I put it where it goes and hope to reap the benefits of it. Yeah, so a lot of them care where they are. They have a range and I wanted, I wanted to design them so they had some wow factor. So if you read them, they're like, whoa, that's crazy powerful. But then in play, they're limited by the fact that you have to put them on a specific planet and they only really affect part of the board. There's a couple of them that have global effects. Uh, the x one lets you claim agendas if they were discarded, but only elect planet agendas. Uh, so it was also kind of... It was it was kind of a way to make uh, research teams a little more right. interesting. You know, things like I I have a whole uh, series of monuments based on the anomalies. So the Muat create a supernova. The Jolnar mm -hmm. theirs creates a nebula. Oh right, right. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, the Sar monument creates an asteroid field. It's a, it's in an adjacent space so that you can't make it invulnerable with chaos mapping. But mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, there's you know the the ghosts of Creus. It's just another D wormhole. It's just another delta right. wormhole, which actually right, is right. is really powerful because you get to right. you get to stack even more PDS on your wormhole and have more fun with that. Oh wow! Yeah, I didn't <laughs> even think about yeah. it like that. But it, but it also has its its own problem, just like the flagship. You know, people can. Lightwave deflector to your home through. system from yet another system. Right. Uh, yeah, so that's fun. They're a lot of fun. We've been playtesting them locally for quite a while, and I've, I've got them. I've got them to a really good place. Yeah, that's awesome, and and I'm I'm excited to to get to see them in action at Gen Con. I'm sure you're excited to see more people. I mean, I know you've been sending out some playtests, but to get you know a mm -hmm. pretty isolated like here's 18 completely fresh faces checking out this thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. I'm sure there's going to be some good. Uh, yeah, good and comments. From that. Jada and I even have a, a crossover, so we've got a monument for the yes. uh, the savages yes. of uh, Simeon. Yeah, great. Yeah. I love that this little that this little kind of like fan expansion is starting to to come to fruition of like you know these these really specific high quality like ones where you got it's all you crazy people who are like I'm going to completely create actual things that can be put into a physical game. At some point, we're going to have to package and sell the whole the whole <laughs> lot of everybody who created this this stuff i i love that that's coming coming together yeah i'm having a lot of fun with it uh and hopefully hopefully players have fun with it at gen con uh so we'll have it we'll have it at the casual games um well let's go back to talking about the the uh the tournament itself then. yeah uh, because there's a couple things we haven't covered um and we probably should because people are going to ask this is yeah. the this is the nitty-gritty stuff yeah um, we learned a lot doing our tournament about like moderating and, and rule stuff. We've talked about moderating in terms of like your guys' yep. time frame issue, but there's way more to it than that. And I know yep. I've already seen questions on our Discord. So can you give us a breakdown of what your guys' um, first off, what your galaxy build and like faction selection process is going to look like, as well as uh, what uh, what what resources you will be pooling from to make rulings on the table uh, because yep. that for some reason that is a very wide range of things that could be <laughs> yeah yeah it is uh so last year we went with a vanilla rules as written tournament so if 
it's in the rule book. We're going to do it that way. That means we're determining speaker at random. Uh, after we've done that, everyone's going to pick a faction. So speaker picks the faction, and then you go around the table, and you just pick a faction. That means you've got the selection of all 17. Mm-hmm. So speaker can pick from all 17, the next guy 16, and so on. Worked out. Like, we were, we were afraid last year that we'd have, you know, dominant Joel Nar and Soul, and that mm-hmm. the games would be really samey, and they weren't. Player... No players adjusted to that meta and it worked well uh so i talked to my gms this year and we didn't see any reason to change that may change in future events but this year we're sticking with rules as written we're building the board with the competitive build described in the rulebook picking factions as (laughs) with the very little information in the rulebook about picking factions (laughs) so uh, we do have random seating so we will either deal cards or roll dice to determine which seat you're in so you know you don't just end up where you decide to stand around the right. table you get a right, ran- right. random seat uh, and then we go from there and it, it worked very well last year we're we're pretty cool with being like the vanilla event <laughs> yeah no and I think that's a good especially because it's Gen Con and because you do see a decent number of people who join the tournament without having played that many games that you know that's not a ti event it's a it's a more generic event so i think it makes sense to do it rules as written and and like you said we didn't see any it's not like we saw soul win every single game like oh. people balance against it because you guys are doing the the competitive map build i mean people and people start the game going well i know who soul is so it looks like i can just go ahead and throw their game in the dumpster yeah and it means it means we might not see some of the bottom races picked at all uh sure. which uh, it's not the end of the world. It happens. <laughs> no, uh, it's not. And it's, it's. I mean, that's just part of the game. No matter what your setup method is, it's always going to encourage some factions over others unless you're doing, like, full random. But nobody wants to do a full random faction selection for a tournament. That that does not seem yeah. fun to me. Yeah. Oh, I, actually, I'll do, I, I'm, I'll I'm do that. I'll do that. Now that you've said it, I'm I like, oh, that it. sounds really fun. Because I, I just it. feel like that would be a really cocky tournament because I right. feel like everybody oh, yeah. in that tournament would be like, yeah, I'll play with whatever. I don't care. I really don't care. I <laughs> yeah. don't care. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I could get anything. I'm, I'm, I'm just ready to play. You know, I just yeah. like the game. And I'm then when, crazy. Then when you pull off that Muat win, you've, you're even better, right? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Uh, so tell us, tell us how if there's gonna be any rules questions. What is the uh, what's gonna be the what's the ref manual for uh, for Gen Con team? Yeah, so we're gonna go with the uh, current living rulebook, whatever version is out at the time of the tournament. Uh, we're not going to lean on Dane emails, right? So it'll be at the game master's discretion. Uh, they can use the Dane emails or not, but because some of them contradict each other, mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I would not come into the event expecting strict adherence to third-party Dane emails and things. We're, yeah, we're going to. Well, and use more importantly, too, is you guys just don't have. It's a six-hour window. There's no time to sit for ten minutes and like look exactly. through the BGG forums for the. It's like nope, we got to make a call and we got to make it right now. Exactly. Maybe it, it's wrong. Oh well, we're moving on. It's an enormous time sink to go in and do the research of finding, you know, which thread had the answer to this particular yeah. question. So right. if if right. it is not in the living rulebook and there's no clear answer, then we'll we'll make a decision, and that's what you're stuck with for the tournament. Right. <laughs> I I like that. Honestly, I kind of like if we ever do a tournament again, I think yeah. that we'll we'll just do that because I mean, even in the finals, there was the boot the dude 
debate. Right. There's, yeah. there's always rage. debates. And, there's and always, that's a tough there's, one. There's that's a real tough one. There's always a question that will be unanswered. Like, that's always yeah. a, a truth of Twilight Imperium. It's just like, some things don't make sense, and I'm sorry. They just don't. Right. Yeah. I, but I, I like I like the stance of being like, listen, we're going to go with what was written down, what was what was important enough to be to actually make it into the book. And then right. beyond that, it's just the GM just decides right. just straight up. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like the idea of kind of throwing out. I feel like people have gotten a little too into the day and emails. Yeah. Um, well, and obviously, hopefully by that point, we have living rulebook uh, 1.2. Yeah, I'm going to keep my fingers you know, crossed. It's been teased for a while. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 we're going to cross our fingers. There's no guarantee, but that's obviously what yeah. we're all hoping for is a, is there's, a new there's a lot fresh of answers. List. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of answers out there that that will you know, we'll be agreeing with the Dane emails for right. most of the rulings. It's just some of the ones that would take far too long to like track down which particular one was answered. Right. And, right. And, you know, it's, it's the GM's discretion if it's not written in the rule book. Yeah. So, uh, and you kind of covered this earlier, but if, if the game does time out, we hit the six hour time limit, what is the solution to determining a winner uh, for a, for a game that went six hours and one second? Yeah, so we call time. Uh, we make you stop exactly what you're doing. And at that time, we go straight to the Imperium Rex tiebreakers, which are just initiative order. If the players do not have a strategy cards at the time, then it's just speaker around. Yeah. <laughs> which, so. you know, maybe that upsets some people, but, I mean, that's what the rules are, and that's that's kind of all there is to go off of. Yeah. Um, and, and honestly, it... it you, you just got to kind of play around that. And that's what all the moderation is for is to, yep. to keep it moving on so that hopefully that doesn't happen. Yeah. And, and to that effect, I mean, we'll, we'll notice if you're playing slowly and if you try to mm -hmm. game it, then uh, we'll push you around and we'll end your turn for you. Yeah. Like if you are, if you are honestly stalling for a victory, then right. We're, we're Everybody not, we're played not very going to let you do last that. year. There yeah. was, there was a situation yep. where it was like looking like some crazy stuff could happen, but everyone was like, no, I'm, I'm doing my action. Here's what it is. Moving on. Like yep. it, it, everyone was kind of on the same page, which was, was really great to see. Um, yeah. And, and, and as a GM, there's always, there, you're always worried about that bad situation yeah. happening and it can happen. Uh, but we'll make sure we'll do our best to keep it more rare than anybody thinks it would be i know when we were doing our tournament we i was getting like emails and messages pretty often yeah. of like what if this happens and it's like yeah what if that happens that would suck but it didn't <laughs> it never happened yeah. so i don't know what to tell you it's it doesn't come up as like you think it would yeah people i mean you jump to the corner cases you think of what's the worst case scenario and, and it's good to think about and be prepared but it's not it's not a common thing so yeah. in the in the final game is there yeah. a time limit no the final game we don't have a time limit uh the only real time limit is the convention closing <laughs> right <laughs> right <laughs> which is a day later <laughs> yeah yeah so we're running it saturday night at four uh so if you if you won one of the qualifying games you get a seat at the champion uh yeah be table. prepared to be busy saturday at four uh, yeah PM. Yeah. We had a couple players who almost didn't get to come because they had other events, but they, they did manage to set things aside. But just so people are fully aware of that up front, that if you do make it through, the finals are Saturday at 4, so yep. you should be prepared. Finals to, are Saturday at 4, so try not to plan anything Saturday at 4 if you you know plan on winning, which I think everyone plans on winning. <laughs> <laughs> right. if, if, a, if, a, if a winner is a no-show, what do you do? Do you guys bring in? Do you have the second-place players come? So, yeah. Yeah, we record the runner-up for each game. Uh, we give them a call. Uh, if they show up on time, then they get the seat. 
Uh, otherwise, we just reduce the player count, which gotcha. hopefully everybody comes would be unfortunate. Last year, I don't. I'm not really. Yeah, of it. we haven't had to do that yet, uh, but we do have a plan if it happens. Uh, well, awesome. Fun part. Um, we've got prizes this year uh, that are, are way better. Yes. What so, are they? So the last several years, we've been printing 3D printed war suns in plastic, little plastic trophies. Yeah. Well, this year we upped our game. And we have 3D printed metal flagships. So these these things are wicked cool. I'm gonna put some pictures up in various places of them. Uh, we've got gold, silver, and bronze metal flagships. How much? What's kind of like the heft to them? I mean, you've have you you've held them yourself? You've, oh yeah, you've oh yeah. Them? So they're, they're the size of the of the in-game piece. So you can use them in-game if you like, uh, and you know they're they're made of of steel, so like oh wow, they're they're, they're hefty. They're yeah. kind of they're kind of hefty, yeah, yeah, and they, they they're nice and shiny, and That's they're awesome. very cool. We're, I'm I'm very excited to see some player reactions to these things because they're they're pretty wicked cool. So that's what you'll be fighting over in the championship. That's awesome. That actually blew my mind when you said you could use them in game because that I that didn't. Yeah. Me oh yeah. That. <laughs> I was like, that would if I had oh, one yeah. of those, I would I would be like, yep, here's my flagship. Oh, this it's from uh, I want a thing and uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's all about the bragging rights. You show up right. to your table and you're like, oh, I've got the gold flagship. Right. <laughs> I feel like someone. I feel like somebody in 2020 is gonna come with like their flagship on a belt buckle and like, come <laughs> in with the belt above their head. Like, let's go, bring it on on the gold place. All right. Uh, so we that that's kind of all the details we have on the tournament itself. But I feel like we needed to talk about Gen Con uh, at, at large. Uh, yeah. The rest of Gen Con. Yeah. Uh, Hunter. We're doing a thing too, aren't we? We didn't really All talk right. about this at the top, but we'll be we'll be you know we've got our own thing. Yeah, going so we've on. got our own event, um, and it's going to be a live episode of the show. So um, those of you that won't be at Gen Con will hopefully hear it, right. um, and that it will be on the feed. Hopefully, I mean that's a lot of when I say that I'm like we've never done that before, so uh, bear yeah. with us. I um, mean, we're hoping. My hope is to film it so that it's something we can put ooh, on. Ooh, that would we'll be see. cool. We'll too. see. Anyways, let's list. go ahead and volunteer for a bunch of stuff that we don't know for sure that we're gonna do. Anyways, um, <laughs> also we're gonna we're we're gonna uh, we're gonna do a live episode on a cruise. No, um, <laughs> so there's gonna be a live episode of the show. Uh, it is uh, gonna be at Gen Con. Uh, I I think we will probably announce exactly what the episode is going to be about like beforehand so you kind of know what we're going to be doing because i think yeah. you'll be really excited about it um i don't know that we're going to do that right now i will say mm -hmm. this for now just to kind of tease it's going to be more on the comedic side than on the strategic um <laughs> but it will be very worth it um especially yeah. if you watched the here's my tease uh it it is going to be heavily in reference to the Space Lions documentary that Shut Up and Sit Down made and is, I think, right. one of the main things that inspired us to start doing this podcast. So, um, right. so yeah, it'll it'll be very, uh, very fun and super goofy. And uh, please come because uh, I'm real nervous that. Uh, yeah. You know, and when is that? That is that is Thursday. Yeah, we're on at Thursday at 3 p.m. Yeah, so look, again, don't search Space Cats. For some reason, you won't find it. But if you search Peace Turtles, you'll find it. Uh, you can also, it's it's listed under like a podcast. It's it's in one of the event halls. Oh, and this um, is something I should say. Currently, it's, um, I, I, oh, yeah. I did a goof. I messed up a little bit. Uh, 
I put the age, uh, recommended age, I guess, for it as uh, mature, 18 plus, and people are reaching out being like, 18 plus, what is, what are you going to do? Like, this is, uh, <laughs> I, I, I just it's didn't. It's a dirty show. I it's very, very really, risque. I didn't see all the age options. I didn't realize that they kind of go pretty deep. Um, I just wasn't going to click all ages because it just ended up like I, I was like, well, I don't know. Like, you know, if somebody brings like their six year old kid to this, I'm not really sure they'll have very much fun. But I did see that there is a 13 and up, which seems very uh, right on exactly what we need. Um, so if anybody uh, felt put off by the 18 plus, like, don't it's not going to be I yeah. mean, it's not going to be any different than the show that you that you already listen to. Right. Um, it'll just be one of the one of the goofier episodes. Right. Um, and it's and it like Gen Con website doesn't restrict you from buying an 18 plus ticket and like the people that will be at the door ticketing you in that's us so we're not going to turn you away right so I'll, you're 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 going to be fine also I'm trying to get it fixed they just they have not changed yeah. it yet um, after you submit the event I can't I, I haven't been able to figure out how to exactly change it so I've emailed them but we ha I haven't gotten a response yet so sure. we'll we'll see so don't worry about it being 18 plus and yeah Thursday uh, at at 3 p.m. 3 to 5 it's going to be a two hour two hour live show mm -hmm. um what else gen con i'm I, i'm excited for gen con because last year we kind of or i kind of really whiffed it in terms of spreading myself too thin and spreading not us being too available thin. spreading to the entire yeah. team Things. too thin <laughs> spreading everyone that we were all doing this thing for the first time together yeah. and you're like hey what if i've already planned out all the work that you guys need to do and you need to oh well you guys need to get up early because you got a lot of work to do um and that and let me tell you that's not how it's going to go this time uh, <laughs> Hunter won't stand for it. i won't i straight up <laughs> yeah. won't. i'm gonna look at the itinerary before and be like oh did you leave any time for us to have fun or like talk to other people or maybe like you know, like, I, I mean, it's so crazy, but at Gen Con last year, we did not play any Twilight Imperium. Like, let that right. sink in for a second. And, and Blarkov, that's a tragedy. Like, it's a tragedy. Tried to get us to play. Like, he was like, right. yeah. when, like, we oh, basically yeah. planned to do it. And then was just like, oh, wait, actually, it turns out we definitely cannot. And <laughs> uh, I'm hoping to fix that this year. I think our goal as of right now is uh, we would love to do. Um, a good, at least one Goodyear Brotherhood game there, because I, yes. I already know of a few Space Kitties and Goodyear Brotherhood members mm -hmm. that are going to be there. Uh, we're probably going to play a game on Sunday, maybe two, uh, if if Hunter and I split up. Um, but we'll we'll find other time to to play games as well. Like Hunter said, he might be in on that Friday game, but we we want to be there, and we'll be. I'm I'm going to be checking in on Rogue Judges area all the time. So if you want to meet us and hang out and, yeah. and chat TI, I'm going to be coming by there pretty often just because I, I want to check in on the games. Yeah, and even if you don't get into any events, uh, come down to the Rogue Judges area. We're going to be on the floor of Lucas Oil Stadium. Mm -hmm. which is Colts run. Yeah, which is always always exciting uh, to be down on the football stadium. It's, you know, it's the Super Bowl of Twilight Imperium. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it certainly is. Yeah, it's so much fun <laughs> playing it where the horses run. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes horses we have the stampede yeah yeah uh well yeah also fair. we would uh we'll we'll definitely be uh try to get together like meetups and stuff like that uh and hopefully we'll be a lot more available i am pretty serious about trying to play that friday casual game just because yeah. i really want to play you should man i really want to play monuments really bad yeah, and I, I I don't know. Um, I I am not above buying a ticket knowing full well that I might not use it, and then be able to say like, hey, if you have a generic ticket, go play the casual thing. So I right. I don't feel like there's anything wrong with me doing that. So I'm going yeah. I'm I'm gonna take up some space. Uh, right I, I want to also say I know uh, so Sun King Brewing uh, is in um, 
Indianapolis. If you've never been, they do special brews for Gen Con. Like they, they'll, they'll name a beer, or something nerdy. Yeah, uh, they always it's, have the... it's one of the more popular hangout spots, and we are definitely going to plan some sort of Twilight Imperium meetup. I, I do not know when yet. Uh, the most important thing with that is if you are on our Discord, make sure to post that you are going to Gen Con. We are we have a special uh, like role in the Discord, like a tag so that we can flag all the people that are going to be at Gen Con so that we can all meet up and, and uh, we can easily find each other at the convention. So we, we want this to be a fun time where all of us can hang out and, and do all kinds of stuff. So we're going to go to Sun King Brewing. You know, I don't know what else we'll do, but we're going to try to do meetups. I would love to just play casual stuff. Like I just really want to yeah. play One Night Werewolf with fans. Uh, weird stuff like that. I just, I just want to go do cool stuff with, with, uh, with TI peeps. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, well, so the only thing we left for us to talk about, it seems like kind of a weird, like, backpedal now, but let's, this this yearly meeting that is going to happen <laughs> yeah. every year in, in preparation for this, for this Twilight Imperium tournament that will continue into infinity, correct? I mean, that's well, yeah. the current yeah. plan is in, for it. In, in perpetuity. I, I, expect, yes. I expect my great-grandchildren to yes. be running <laughs> Twilight Imperium at Gen Con. And they'll talk about great Great knob daddy. Grand knob daddy. Knob grand knob. My, my great, 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 great knob <laughs> daddy began this tournament years ago. Anyways, uh, let's talk about what is what are some fun things that could happen in the future as far as this Twilight Imperium event, this, this tournament at Gen Con. Well, some of the limitations we have are the number of game masters we have. Yes. So right now... It's myself, my brother, and my friend Pat. That means we run three simultaneous games, right? So if we could recruit more game masters, then we can expand the tournament. Uh, the format is a little tough. If we get an eight-player expansion, that makes it a little bigger. Uh, we yeah. did that with TI3, and that was really nice. I think that made it 48 players, uh, which was great. We did eight qualifiers with an eight-player championship. Mm -hmm. uh, but... You know, even if that doesn't happen, there are things we could do like two simultaneous tournaments. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, so it's nervous to say add a full round because honestly, Gen, Gen Con just isn't long enough for yeah. a 216 player tournament. We don't have that many TI yeah. players that go to Gen Con. That I don't think that will ever happen at yeah, Gen Con. I don't think that would happen, uh, but we can do smaller scale expansion. Uh, yeah. And doing three rounds is tough. Expecting someone to play three full games of TI right. at Gen Con, dedicate that much of their convention to it, I think right. is a bit really big ask. Uh, but two rounds we could do two simultaneous tournaments yeah crown two champions champions yeah. for the weekend there's nothing wrong with that right uh i think it'd be real exciting yeah i think yeah, that, i'm I'm, I think that I'm excited fun. for it i i want to i would love to see uh you know other other tournaments even getting run it's not like blark knob and his team are the only people uh, that need to be doing it. Obviously, they're running the best one, and we'll always well, be following yeah. their stuff. But like we even said earlier, if there's if there's other tournaments running different rule sets, mm -hmm. uh, it'd be cool to see them going side by side. And I don't know. I think I think the more games we get on the floor, uh, the better, just because it it makes TI look better. Actually, that's a good idea. We could have we could have like the vanilla tournament, and then the the secondary one would, could right. be a different set of rules. Some weird you know? drafting. Yeah. 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 I like that. Could I, be real exciting. I actually really love that. That that sounds like. Because then people can kind of self-sort too. Like, all right, yeah. I'm, 
I'm into this type of play or this or yeah or whatever. There could be one that plays the way they were playing it at Texas. I always thought their rule set was really fascinating. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get a bag draft tournament or something like that going. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Dope. Fun. Well, this has been great. I guess you know one one thing we didn't mention here is uh, yes. We are the whole reason we're talking about this too is we are filming it again this oh, year. Oh yeah, filming we this forgot tournament. to bring that up. <laughs> we uh, we filmed last year's tournament. Not that you have any proof that that happened, uh, mm-hmm. because uh, let's let me let let me give a shareholders meeting on Gen Content 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, I what what has happened over the process of all of trying to edit down that video is. Uh, essentially the decision to basically drop all of the footage from the prelims from the qualifying rounds so those six games it, it was just an absolute mess oh God. we, we made that, that decision so long ago too oh I mean, yeah was, we just haven't really said that but it was it, but a long far, time ago like it, it was pretty early on into it looking at the thousands of shots and like being like this is untenable yeah completely it just wasn't organized well enough by by me and it and it wasn't there wasn't really a good way to do it anyways there's not a good way to shoot three simultaneous games we we don't have the production capacity to do that um but what we learned from our own tournament uh and learned from doing the finals last year is how to better record the finals and set those up and and in my editing of the 2018 finals i've learned more about what i need to gather for the 2019 uh, finals. So you're still going to get a 2018 video. <laughs> it is absolutely my goal to get it before <laughs> Gen Con 2019. It would be absolutely horrendous to me if I didn't hit that goal at least. Um, and, and I don't see any problem with that. Honestly, editing has been going very good recently. Um, I'm just, you know, I'm in the throes of it. But uh, next year, or this, I should say this coming year, because the plan is going to be set up so much better, I already know... Uh, that we're going to be able to have the video released much sooner, almost because m- my plan is to maybe have two videos of it this year, which is to say we're going to be recording it as though it's live. We cannot live stream from Gen Con. Uh, I, I want to go ahead and put that rumor to bed. A, yeah. you're not allowed to. B, the internet is not <laughs> sustainable yeah, you can't. for that kind of thing. It would not be a stream that is watchable. Yeah. Um, but we can record it as though it was live. And basically, I mean, hopefully like that night, I could be uploading a version of the Gen Con video. So you, you could be seeing the Gen Con game by Sunday, right. in theory. It, it'll take longer right. to actually upload. So by like Monday or Tuesday, you could see the Gen Con game. And then what I would love to do is have a setup where I could still then do a pared down, uh, edited version of the video. But we've learned a lot about editing TI um, over the past year, which is just to say, <clears throat> I've started to change my, my tune on like what I believe is the right way to do a gen con video and i've always i've always had this dream of like what if you could what if you could summarize everything in like a 40 you know a 40 minute video and i'm starting to realize that that doesn't do twilight imperium justice right and and i'm just trying to figure out ways to do the two hour video or or whatever that is but it's like the the dream i was chasing before was not a realistic one And, and we've learned a lot more through the tournament and through doing our live streams and stuff like that that there's there's a different way to go about capturing a six-hour game in less time than six hours and it it does not mean cutting it into a twelfth of the amount of time that that is a bit much right well and your your audience has the patience to play this board game so i yeah i think they have the patience to listen to it right as long as you make (laughs) and watch it that's 
been the shift in the focus is make the long video engaging for the entire duration of the yeah. long video. That That's starting to be where my tune is kind of going. So if you want a teaser for what Gen Con 2018 and what Gen Con 2019 will kind of look like, I think that's what you should start to expect from, from those videos is, is something that feels sort of like a live broadcast, like you're watching the World Series of Poker, where it's like, yeah, it's edited down a little bit, but it's not like you're missing the major beat. You're seeing the main action of what happens at that point. So, so you're going to have, like, hand cams and stuff. That is my dream. Someday, someday. <laughs> Wouldn't that when, be amazing? When, when, we're, when we're swimming in cash because of this big, hot TI money. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm going to buy one of those poker tables that has you know hand cams and we're going to make people play at a at a poker table where we can see their action cards and stuff that is my dream oh that would and be someday so amazing i will see it happen that would God. be so amazing even just to be able to commentate the game from a booth like a like right. separate and, and, yeah. and like be looking at a live from them a live feed and just like just say everything yeah. uh, i don't know yeah we'll just bring a cone of silence to put around you guys yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah i love the idea well, of doing this all in a cone <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good plan. We like dogs. Well, Blark Knob, I want to thank you for coming on the show today, and I want to thank you for hosting this tournament. I, I was, I had this thought earlier today of I, I felt so high and mighty after Hunter and I's tournament of like, oh man, we 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 really pulled off this big this big tournament. We we hosted so many games, and then I realized for the amount of years that you've been doing this, you have moderated way more games of TI than I can even think of. I mean, you've yeah. you've done six. How, how many tournaments have you done? Yeah, so we've done three years of TI3 and one year of TI4. And right. So two of the... was seven games. And yeah. then you had a bunch of eight-player games. So what was that? Nine total games? Eight, nine-player yeah. games? Did you use six, eight-player yeah, games? Yeah. So our TI3, we the first year we didn't do a full eight games. We did uh, six-player games the first year. Mm-hmm. But then but then every year after that, we did eight eight-player games. Yeah. And then... So, so in total, I mean that's so like, it might that's be like about the same. Fifty games. You, <laughs> yeah. You've done a lot of TI moderating, so you are still the king of there TI moderating, Woo-woo. and I and I I am I don't think I'll ever dethrone you because I just don't think we'll ever Even get the, that the many uh, tournament games done on our own. But so so thank you for for all that you do for the TI community and for for running this tournament. Yeah. So as well as you do everything we decided to do in our tournament we learned from watching you guys do it at gen con so it, it's it's you're a huge benefit to this community well thank you guys thank you for having me i learned a ton from your tournament online man you guys really that was quite an undertaking that was an amazing thing you guys did yeah uh-huh <laughs> like it. i'm like still sleepy like yeah. i'm gonna classify all of the episodes after the tournament as being hunter's sleepy arc you guys have like PTSD yeah. from running the tournament. Yeah, yeah you, you bring it up, and I'm like, oh yeah, it was every Saturday for a long Six time, months, for four months. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, thank you, Blark Knob, and uh, and and thank you for everyone who comes and joins us at Gen Con. We can't wait to to hang out and yeah. do stuff. Looking forward to seeing everybody. If you're uh, if you know us from online, come say hi. And yeah, definitely. We'll be around. Uh, and if you want to, you can also rate this podcast on your uh, podcast app of choice, especially Apple Podcasts and iTunes. Give us a five-star rating if you like the show and if you like TI so that we can keep growing the community bigger and bigger so that we can get bigger Gen Con tournaments and more Gen Con tournaments and more tournaments Woo-hoo. at other festivals and conventions. Uh, also, you can follow us at Space Cats Pod on Twitter and Space Cats Peace Turtles on Facebook. You can find our weekly posts on the Twilight Imperium subreddit as well as joining our Discord 
Discord for our discussion uh, channels on the episode so that you can get included in future errata. Uh, please consider joining our Patreon, where you can contribute to the show and basically act as uh, varying degrees of a producer for the show, whether it be voting on topics to be talked about or completely coming up with a whole new topic yourself and being on the show with us. Blarknob's the one person who gets to come on the show pretty often and not be a space kitty. So <laughs> if you want to be a Blarknob, you got to you gotta join the Patreon and, and, and help us out. Uh, you can also find Hunter Donaldson in Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Uh, if you live in Portland, uh, you can check me out uh, doing stand-up comedy Every Thursday at Earthquake Hurricane, uh, that show starts at 8 p.m. at Ford Food and Drink. Um, some other shows I'll be doing this month include a show at Rogue Brewing on May 16th um, called Another Round. Uh, that starts at 8 p.m. Uh, also, that same night, I don't know why I put both of these up. Like, you're going to follow me to both of them. But, I mean, <laughs> I guess if, if you're free May 16th and you're in the mood to see me do comedy, you've got two options. Um <laughs> The other option is at the nest and that show starts at 9 p.m i believe it's called for the birds uh and then may may 25th i actually got on a very uh good portland show called uh becky with good jokes uh which is at funhouse lounge and that show starts at 9 30 p.m um and also uh just to say it out loud one more time we are doing a live episode at gen con mm-hmm. put it on your wish list get them ticks uh, we're, we are get we're, them ticks. Get them ticks. <laughs> Thursday at three. I'm nervous already, and it's a long time. Yeah, and them, the and so. the Gen Con tournament qualifiers are Thursday and Friday at eight a.m. That's mm-hmm. right. Uh, I also want to thank uh, some Patreoners. I want to thank our Space Kitties, Billy, TG Welch, Yin for Life, Patience is a Virtue, Naderade, and Jim Bob. I know a few of them are going to be at Gen Con, so I look forward to meeting them or seeing them again in person. Uh, and I can't wait to see Knob Daddy. In, yeah, in just right. a couple months. For We're, sure. It's going to be great. We are actually going to play together this time. That yeah, is going I'm to making happen. it a pact. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. A blood oath to play with the knob daddy <laughs> yeah we're gonna play and when we're gonna smoke you knob daddy <laughs> we like both of us somehow we're both gonna win and that's not even not even possible it'll be a, a team victory right we're gonna it well might, we're, we're gonna play or eliminate everybody else in the game what it's what it's gonna know what it's gonna be is we're gonna make sure your brother wins and we'll know that that is <laughs> oh. victory against you we will we will team up with your brother and defeat you in a four-player game it'll be a pure be the only purpose it just burned me to the ground. <laughs> yeah. No units gonna... left. Player elimination. It'll be rough. You're going to be so mad. Thank you for listening to Space Cats Peace Turtles, and thanks to Ben Prunty for the use of his music. You can find more at benpruntymusic.com and benprunty.bandcamp.com. Pax Magnifica. Bellum Gloriosum. <laughs>